0: Mornings with Rick Godley on The Peach 99.3. It
1: is amazing to watch a true artist at work.
2: Well, he's the Swami of soul, the Raja of rock, and the monarch of music. (laughs) He actually invented the phrase, na-na-na. His midnight rides always last until 2.30 in the afternoon. They are hauling oats. He is hauling anything that will fit in the back of his pickup truck. He is the most interesting man on the radio.
0: I don't always play polka rap music, but when I do, I do it on the peach.
2: Rick Godley, mornings from 6 to 10 on the peach, 99.3.
0: Keep listening, my friends.
1: Ah, my public, how they love me. (laughs)
0: Hey, good morning. Rick Godley and Mona Hayden. It's going to be another edition of Louisiana Road Trips Radio here on the Peach 99.3. And we are smack dab, Mona, in the middle of summer. Happy summer to you.
3: Happy summer. And How are you? I
0: am doing well as well. We, we ca- had a little hiatus there because you were traveling on the road and the Peach Festival came to town and the Peach Festival came and went. And uh, it, it went very well in light of and in spite of, of the weather.
3: Oh, that was incredible. People that went really enjoyed
0: it. I did too matter of fact uh, it was I don't know it's just something special about it and and I guess it speaks to the resolve of the uh, the human spirit of Louisianians you know what I mean and uh, Louisiana Road Trips radio is brought to you by Louisiana Road Trips magazine and you came up with the magazine concept 2005 uh, 2004 2004 and and celebrating the um, read read what your your slug line yeah, is
3: celebrating the open road and all the stops between
0: well and and, and in a life of a Louisianian Uh, If there's a festival on the calendar, we're going to do what we can to make it happen. And so I'm just giving props to the Peach Festival Committee, to all of the volunteers that made it happen, uh, in light of and in spite of whatever. They called it Tropical Storm, Cindy. Somebody else came up uh, with Tropical Drizzle.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It it doesn't matter. But it's amazing how resilient you are and how you have to be with these festivals. I mean, you plan all year. Mm-hmm. all year so you can't let a little rain stop you you just step back and regroup and that's what they did
0: they did do that as well and uh, i know we're here in the middle of summertime fourth of july has just come and gone big festival that we're going to be talking about here this morning is in farmerville union parish we're going to be going up and uh, getting all things watermelon as jennifer thomas will be talking with us here for the farmerville uh watermelon festival but before we do that it's it's you, having done Road Trips magazine, summertime, believe it or not, is more probably the lull time, if that's the case, in fairs and festivals in the state of Louisiana. It, it
3: truly is. It's that period after the 4th of July and before Labor Day. Um, it's, ju- it's just too hot, and gosh, you got to have a rest so that's the perfect time
0: well and to that point too in um you're saying heat we've got we've had a pretty nice spring and a louisiana summer so my my
3: fingers are crossed every day oh
0: i know i know and i know jennifer's going to be thinking the same thing as well but uh, one of the things too about louisiana road trips radio and louisiana road trips magazine i'm just typing down all sorts of words here and trying to encapsulate what it is that we do and I've come up with celebrating all the good things about Louisiana from the fairs, the food, the festivals, the culture, the cuisine, the Cajuns, the coast, the countryside.
3: No doubt. We're a feel good magazine. People tell us that all the time. That's why they pick it up. And I really think that's what's kept us on the map for so long is, is our strong content. And you know, it makes people laugh. I mean, you'll, you'll read the uh, back talk section and, Every month, somebody says, it just makes me laugh out loud. There's all I cannot read it without laughing at least one time.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, and, and, and a magazine, mm-hmm. too. You just came out with another edition. Yeah,
3: I'm thumbing through the July-August issue, and it always excites me like the first time. It's amazing because I'm thinking, oh, this is the best one yet for some reason or another.
0: Well, that's a good thing.
3: <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> but I'm thumbing through, and I'm seeing all these great writers and all this good information and all these places I want to go, mm-hmm. you know? we got to find somebody to do my job so I can get out again. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. You need to get out on the, on the road. I'd like and... to
3: be out there.
0: All right. And, by the way, the magazine, for those who are listening online, you can go online, laroadtrips.com, laroadtrips.com, or you can pick up a, a copy. You print uh, how many, and you drop it all over the oh, 64 gosh. parishes, right? We, we have, right? like,
3: 460 distribution sites statewide.
0: And uh, la feedback is always welcome there's a spot there for folks to uh, give some feedback and also now you have a new edition which is the podcast which is the uh, encapsulation of the guests that we have here on the radio.
3: Exactly, and people are liking that they're really liking podcasts and I'm so happy about it because they, they just add another another dimension to the articles you know mm-hmm. it's just more depth and you get to you get to actually uh, you know hear some of the writers I'm actually enticing quite a few of my writers to read. Uh, there articles for a podcast as well. Oh, yeah. So look forward to that.
0: I, 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 I hear you, and I think that's a great idea because then I love sound. You love print. And to me, sound is the heart, and print is the brain. And when you get both together from a writer's perspective, you're hearing the heart, soul, and, and what they had intended when they initially wrote it.
3: No doubt about making that making sense? Oh, definitely. But see, I have this voice for print, and you have the voice for radio.
0: <laughs> and the face for uh, radio, as everybody always <laughs> says. All right, let's 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 uh, continue here this morning. Let's run up to Union Paris. Jennifer Thomas is on the line with us here this morning. The upcoming Louisiana Watermelon Festival is going to be happening within a couple of weeks. Jennifer, good morning. How are you?
1: Good morning. How
0: are you? I'm doing well as well, and... Let me ask, first of all, the uh, Louisiana Watermelon Festival. Tell us a little bit about the history of it, and then we're going to get down the road into all the details of it.
1: Well, the Louisiana Watermelon Festival was founded by the Farmable J.C. in 1963. Mm -hmm. The first annual was held on July 31st in 1964. More than a 1,000 citizens visited. There were trucks. There were three trucks loaded of melons and route to market in New Orleans in Little Rock. Um, They said there was about 4,000 Union Parish watermelons on these trucks representing a sale of about $1,500 to the growers. Hmm. Um, It started like we had tons of people that grew watermelons in this area. And the Farmville JCs, a group of um, young adults got together and decided, hey, Let's start an organization where we can show off these growers and give these growers some money, help them make money throughout the summer. Um, That first watermelon festival, the largest melon that year, was 90 and three-quarters pounds, and the grower was a man named Boyce Hamilton.
0: All right, now let me ask you, uh, if I if I may, Jennifer, too. Uh, Union Parish, ha- have they ever wondered or done some soil testing as to why watermelons in this part of the state? Because I know Celine does some as well, but why particularly here in the northern part of the state?
1: Well, how it, when the growers started was when they were you know back in the in the sixties, people did big gardens, mm-hmm. and we're a very hilly area. So what they would do was when they would build their gardens, they would have big mounds of dirt, and that's where they would start growing their melons so the dirt wouldn't wash away to keep their gardens from washing away during during rainstorms.
3: Oh, mm-hmm. so that's like a berm just to hold the water in.
1: Yes. And to be honest, I'm not sure if they've ever tested the soil. Oh, I'll bet I'm they, sure have, they have. That's a gold mine but, up
3: there for watermelons.
1: Ma'am,
3: I'll bet they have. That's a gold mine up there for watermelons. Those yes, are watermelons. Hammond, yes, ma'am. It is.
1: Everybody wants to grow watermelons. I just want to eat them.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and, you know the the, the, <laughs> the net effect of all of this is it doesn't matter as long as it tastes good.
1: Yes, that that's all we want is some good ripe watermelon.
0: So the festival began in 1964, and it's been going strong ever since. And the dates for this year's festival are when? July 28th and 29th. That is uh, always at the end of uh, July, correct? You guys have nailed that down.
1: Yes, it's always the last weekend of July. The hottest weekend (laughs) of the year.
0: (laughs) Well, and as you heard me, Mona, and myself talk, we've had, by Louisiana standards, we've had a pretty mild summer so far. Would you agree?
1: Yes, I actually would. And I hope it holds out for the festival. Well, and you know, I've been a JC. This will be my 12th year, and only one year did it rain. Mm -hmm. And it started late that Friday night. People still were out. Um, It started raining, I guess, about 11. So fingers crossed the rain has always, I mean, it's always been a way for us to go on with our festival and still enjoy the weekend. Um, But, you know, when people
3: come to the Watermelon Festival, they dress to eat watermelon. They don't mind getting wet. They don't mind getting sloppy. It's all fun. It's festival. It's fun. It's probably the last festival until the big fall kickoff festivals. So they're there to enjoy themselves. I don't think rain's going to. Send them away.
1: Oh no it it didn't it didn't that year. They stayed um, until the very end.
0: We're talking on the phone. We have Jennifer Thomas, and she's with the JCs, the Farmerville JCs, who have been putting on the Louisiana Watermelon Festival since 1964. Jennifer, you had mentioned that you've been a JC for 12 years now. Talk about the motivation. Why did you get involved, and what does the JCs do?
1: Well. When I was sixteen, I worked at the JCS. They have we always have a young girl that comes and works as a secretary. Um, The group of JCS that year, we were good friends. The reason I started was that we help out a lot in the community. We don't just do the watermelon Mm -hmm. festival. We like to give and to help. We do um, we cook for our football players um, each one time each year. Uh, We try to help in any way that we can. It's a good group of caring individuals that want to help do things good for our community.
0: Jennifer Thomas, vice president of the JCS, We are talking about the Watermelon Festival that's going to be coming up on the 28th and 29th in Farmerville, which is in Union Parish. And, Jennifer, before we get back to the festival, brag about Union Parish because you have a lot of natural, well, resources there that draw people and uh, you know is sustaining to the economy and the watermelon economy is part of the overall one with the festival being the exclamation point but brag on union parish what else the uh, for folks listening to us down the road in a podcast uh why they should come to not only the watermelon festival but union parish any time of the year
1: union parish is a great parish i have lived in union parish my entire life we have Lake Darbonne, which draws tons of people, um, great fishing. Uh, also, people like to tube and visit on the lake. We have just a friendly, meet-no-stranger atmosphere in Union Paris. There's, we have cute little boutique shops, plenty of places to eat. Um, it's just small-town living. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, you that thriving downtown. Your downtown is fantastic. It's it is absolutely beautiful. It's it's just quaint. Oh, uh, and I see new shops coming in all the time. So I'm excited about it. But you know, when I first went to Union Parish, I remember when I first started driving 1975. Mm-hmm. Uh, I ventured off and I went through Rocky Branch and went and found Elgin Springs, the spring to the side of the road where you walk down the steps and oh, everybody was getting their water like we were at hot springs. It was too cute and. I passed it a couple of weeks ago, and there were cars parked on the side of the road. Still going. So I pulled over beside them just to kind of watch, and they were doing the very same thing.
0: Jennifer, you the same. Yes, ma'am.
1: As, as long as I can remember, people have been getting water at that spring. There
3: you go.
0: Watermelon Festival coming up in Farmerville on the 28th, 29th. Let's come back and, and, and visit a little bit more there with Jennifer. You mentioned that the first... Uh, largest watermelon in 1964 was 90 and three-quarter pounds. Now, to the mind's eye, that's like a pretty big watermelon. But we happen to know that there, that's not the record. you want to touch on some of the other uh, watermelons that have come down through <laughs> through the years?
1: Yes, sir. Well, in 2016, we had a dad-son grower team. Uh, the dad's name was Donnie Sistronk, Jr., and the son was Ronnie. I mean, Rusty Sistrunk. They brought their first record-breaker watermelons to the festival, at two hundred and eighteen point eight pounds and two hundred and five point eight. Their melons took first and second place and beat the record of two hundred and two point six pounds set in two thousand and thirty.
0: I think you need to repeat that. This is Saturday morning. Some people are are getting up, maybe have their first cup of coffee, and they, they're they're probably walking around the house. They said. Honey, I think she just said that a watermelon came in at over 200 pounds. Now, repeat that.
1: <laughs> That's amazing. It, would be, it was 218.8 <laughs> pounds and 205.8, which broke the 2003 record. <laughs> and that record was 202.6. How can you grow a melon that yeah. big and it
3: not split?
0: Yeah, how's that work? We, we need to get them on, huh? Donnie and, and Rusty.
1: Well, that's, yes, yeah, you need to talk to the growers. We Listen, do. I don't know how these guys do it. And I shouldn't just say guys, because we have mm-hmm. children. We also have a, a kids' division that grows watermelons. And these kids grow some big melons. They baby them. I mean, that is their baby through the whole growing process. I'm, I'm not 100% how they grow the big ones. They're not giving up their secret.
0: Wait, did you, um, do you do drug testing on them? or is it you-
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yes.
0: <laughs> that would be the first question. Saying,
1: Those are some valuable you, seeds I do know the that. most the amazing thing is is when you watch these guys like the morning on Saturday morning when the we feed the growers, they come in with their trucks with their melons, and I mean the back end of their truck is full of hay, you know because they lay their watermelons on them, and hey, they don't want them to roll they don't they don't want anything to happen to them, transporting them from their house to the square mm-hmm. but when the guys have to get the melons out. I mean, hey, we're talking 200-something pound watermelons. And when they're getting these watermelons out of the truck, it is it is the craziest thing that you've ever seen. Like, I just stand there and watch, try to stay out of the way, because you don't want anyone to trip and a watermelon fall on them. But, I mean, you have four grown men holding these melons, trying to get them, to lay them out, to, to weigh them in, people to see it. It's unreal how big these watermelons are. Y'all
3: need to video that this year for YouTube. We need to see that.
1: That's a good idea. We should do that.
0: Yeah, I think so
3: oh, that's fantastic.
1: We but will. I, we will get someone on that.
3: Good. But well, I want to hear about some more events happening
0: there. Well, uh, here is the thing, Jennifer. I mean the the trunks came in at uh, two hundred and eighteen and two oh five, and last year's was two twenty five. That's a competition, so that means somebody had to come in there with a two hundred. How many huge watermelons come in on a given Saturday morning? Guesstimate.
1: Big, wa- big watermelons like that size. Mm-hmm. I would say there's probably ten or fifteen. <laughs> They're, you know, it's harder. It's harder to grow them, um, and for them not to. Get off the vine, like you know. Hey, they have to stay on the vine to keep getting big. Right. So, you know, it's it's a lot of work trying to keep that melon to keep growing and not, you know, detach from the vine. So we don't only we only get about ten to fifteen of those big, huge watermelons like that.
0: Right. Right. The and, uh, what and
1: do you, I say only that's still a lot of big big watermelons
0: for sure. Oh yeah. Now, what do you do with them? Do, do you open and eat them? I mean. And what is the shelf no, life of a 225 225- auction.
1: <laughs> we auction them off. Um, we have <laughs> an auction uh, that that takes place right after our parade, and the half bidder wins it. So and wh- what's a high bid? What's yeah. a high bid? Wh- wh- yeah. <laughs> okay, last year, um, the 225.4 pounds, it went for $2,100. What? Wow. <laughs>
3: Oh, my. If I paid that, I would take it home and lacquer it and just leave it in the yard. i never crack it.
1: (laughs) Well, and that's a way that, you know, like. It's a way to get the the seed. That's great. The growers get some of their money back. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, they spend a lot of money preparing for these watermelons and to get them to the size that they are. So we we bid them off. um, And. I mean, they go from you know that was the highest bid last year was twenty one hundred, but then we have some that you know the smaller ones that go for fifty.
0: Mm-hmm. We're we're talking with Jennifer Thomas about the upcoming watermelon festival that's going to be in Farmerville, Louisiana, Union Parish. It's going to be on the twenty 29th. ninth. Plan your uh, trip now. When we come back, we're going to get into some more of the details of because it's a pretty extensive festival. Uh, everything from. Volleyball to a 5K and to, I'm not sure, Mona, if you'd be good at it. And, and, Jennifer, I don't need to know if you were actually in it, but the seed spitting contest. Um, have oh, you ever... sign us up. <laughs> sign... We'll come back. <laughs> Hang on, Jennifer. We're going to talk a little bit more here on the Peach Radio. It is Louisiana Road Trips Radio, brought to you by Louisiana Road Trips Magazine. Online at laroadtrips.com. It's Wet Willie with the countryside of Life on the Peach. Good morning with Rick Godley on The Peach 99.3. It
1: is amazing to watch a true artist at work.
2: Well, he's the Swami of soul, the Raja of rock, and the monarch of music. He actually invented the phrase na-na-na. His midnight rides always last until 2.30 in the afternoon. They are hauling oats. He is hauling anything that will fit in the back of his pickup truck. He is the most interesting man on the radio. I don't always play polka rap music,
0: but when I do, I do it
2: on the peach. Rick Godley, mornings from 6 to 10 on the peach, 99.3. Keep listening, my
0: friends.
1: Ah, my public, how they love me.
0: That is Wet Willie here on the peach, 99.3. It is Louisiana Road Trips Radio, brought to you by Louisiana Road Trips Magazine. As uh, Mona Hayden, myself, Rick Godley, we're on the line. We're talking with Jennifer Thomas, and uh, we are up in Union Parish. It is the Union Parish, or Louisiana, Watermelon Festival, and that's going to be on the 28th and 29th. It's a two-day event. And and it's one
3: of the premier festivals in the state.
0: It is indeed and it and and it's one of the longer running ones is that right there Jennifer you said it started in 1964 correct
1: Yes it yeah this is our 54th year it's I don't know if it's actual the longest or oldest festival in Louisiana but it's in the top 5
0: Well we just had the Peach Fest I think they got you be I think we just oh 67 yeah so we got 67 yeah. in, the, in the Peach Fest and then the watermelon festival uh 50 what 64 in 1964 64. all right and uh, all right so we talked about the size of watermelons uh, let's run down before we get into some of the unique aspects of the Louisiana watermelon festival y'all are pretty proud of your your pageant so why don't we why don't we yes. start there and and do some bragging on the Louisiana watermelon or Miss Louisiana Watermelon Festival we have an
1: we have two awesome ladies that take care of the Louisiana Watermelon Pageant. When I say they take care of it, that is their baby. They work hard, endless hours with these girls, getting girls ready for our pageant. The great thing about our pageant is, if they win Miss Louisiana Watermelon or Miss Union Parish, they go to Miss Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Um, we see. Some great talent. These girls are just great women in general. I mean, they're outstanding citizens. They most of them do well. No, all of them. They do lots of volunteer work and um very passionate of inner beauty. They're they're outstanding women. That's mm-hmm. just all you can say about these these girls that compete. Um, Last year, our Miss Louisiana Watermelon is Miss Eva Enger, um, and she went to compete in Miss Louisiana Mm -hmm. uh, this past Miss Louisiana and was awarded third runner-up, a $1,000 Woman in Medicine Award, runner-up Community Service Award, and a STEM recipient. We also, we are allowed to crown two winners because we have so many girls that compete. So we're allowed to crown a Miss Louisiana Watermelon, and then we have a Miss Union Parish. Mm -hmm. And last year's Miss Union Parish was Christina Gray. She went on to compete in Miss Louisiana, and she was awarded the non-finalist interview at the Miss Louisiana pageant. We also do a Miss Louisiana Watermelon Festival Outstanding Team. Mm -hmm. Uh, Last year's was a young lady named Elena Lewis. Uh, She won the state title, so she is now Miss Louisiana's Outstanding Team, and she will compete in nationals this month.
0: Cool. And the uh, pageant is held when on Saturday night.
1: On Saturday night, seven o'clock in the evening.
0: So that'll cap off a a whole day of festivities in Farmerville. Um, Well, yeah, I mean, you really got the yin and yang of a festival. You got seed spitting, and then you got beauty. I I mean, so.
1: Hey, and what's so great is a lot of the girls competing in the pageant. Yes. They get in on the seed spitting.
0: <laughs> I want a video <laughs> of that too.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: No, this is awesome. We're on the phone with Jennifer Thomas. She's the vice president of the Farmerville JCs, who present for everybody's enjoyment the Louisiana Watermelon Festival. It's going to be July twenty eighth and twenty ninth in Farmerville. Uh, what What are some of the other events that are unique uh, that people like to come and take part of?
1: We, we, the uh, library, the Union Parish library, we donate watermelons to them and have children decorate them. (laughs) They bring their watermelons out to the street dance on Friday and we judge them. And it's a, a huge crowd comes to look at those because, Mm. you know, you can only imagine it's the child's imagination of what they want their watermelons to look like. So we have anything from, batman to a baby they do great job decorating these watermelons we have bicycle races the kids love that mm-hmm. but stand clear because sometimes their brakes fell on us and they just keep going um arm wrestling is always a big event
3: okay i have to stop um, you right there if, yeah. you, if- since Rick has signed me up for the speed sitting contest, we're going to put Rick in the armrest. Oh, really? Contest.
0: Yeah, no, no. I, I, I may have been born yesterday, but I stayed up late last night. And, and, and I look in the mirror, and vanity does rule the day. However, I've been in these things where as soon as you enter that, it's like, what am I thinking? Where was, and the next, you're going to hurt your arm. But I know there are some folks that take that real seriously. And that draws a crowd, doesn't it, Jennifer? Yes, sir.
1: What was that?
0: arm wrestling that that draws a crowd
1: it does and let me there and it's amazing i mean like you would think of course you know the big buff guys they're gonna just slam them down mm-hmm. but those those smaller guys they come in and i mean they will just knock them all out i mean mm-hmm. and it's a big crowd pleaser like everyone likes to say hey we even have women that do it
4: Oh i've yeah. never
1: entered myself but no, we have we have a big group that enters in the the arm wrestling contest.
0: Well, let me let me let me talk to Mona for a second. Do you want me to enter it and be in the male category, or be the male entering in the female category? Because I probably get beat in that regard too. So it
3: doesn't matter as long as my phone is on video. <laughs> okay, it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah. All right, <laughs> Jennifer Thomas with the Farmerville JCs, the Watermelon Festival. Um, I'm going to give you my. Um, I guess uh, I'm going to give you my watermelon experience there. Are you ready for this? It was, this goes back yeah. about, uh, I'm guessing, could be 2005. Who knows? The older you get, the, the the further the memories disappear. But I was I said I needed to get back in shape, and, and I started to work out. Well, I had a friend of mine who was running 5Ks, and uh, he said, Rick, you need to get out there and do one. And I'm like, huh, maybe I do. He said, well, there's one coming up here. It's in Farmerville. It's the Watermelon Festival. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll do that. Well, little did I know there, Mona and Jennifer, it's the end of July, and I knew it would be hot. Right, not that hot. Well, not that hot. But, uh, Jennifer, have you ever done the 5K? I have not.
1: You but haven't? I've heard it was uh, it's gotta be extremely fun. hard. Well,
0: let, no, no, let me. Half of it's hard. <laughs> the first half is not hard because Union Parish, as you mentioned, is hilly. So the first half it's like man, you're just I'm cool. Man, this is great. I, I'm I'm on a tear.
3: You must have been going downhill.
0: Exactly. You go downhill, but you know, for some reason the brain doesn't engage as your as your legs are out there and you're feeling real good about it. Oh, <laughs> and geez. then you you turn left off of that road there, Jennifer, and you're running around the lake and now here come the hills. And you think they're tough until you turn to this one hill. And I heard words out of people's mouths as soon as they saw that <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, I finished, but uh, I I did. I said, you're not my friend anymore. Oh, my gosh. So anyway, that was my exposure to that. But I've, I've been to the Watermelon Festival. Truly, it is family fun. And uh, you talk about Americana. We just played Wet Willie, a countryside of life. Truly a countryside of life. Um, and it's just a, a fun time to be had by all. I mean, what else could we possibly say here? Uh, Jen, uh, the street dance, I think, is a big thing, isn't it? The street
1: dance. Would be the biggest part of the festival. Everybody, and when I say everybody, I don't mean just people from Union Parish. Right. We have a huge crowd. Last year, we saw over ten thousand people come in and out of the festival.
4: Mm.
1: Um, the street dance it starts at eight o'clock, and he, it's Mike McKenzie band, and he plays until midnight every year, and it's a great time. You have your little kids in the streets dancing, you have um, cloggers dancing, and you then you have your sweet little old people doing their, their two-stepping. It's just, it's family fun. It's an event that you know that you can bring your children to and they will be safe. Um, and, and see all of their friends, because that's the big thing that happens in Farmville every year is the Watermelon Festival.
0: Mona, did you hear what Jennifer just said? She's so sweet and kind. She called us sweet uh, little old yeah, people. I, I mean, she, you don't know us very well, do no, you? She's I, not
3: close to me in that speed-sitting contest, <laughs> <seat-spitting> contest.
0: <laughs> What about a website, a place where folks can go to get all the information? Because it is pretty extensive. Do you have one?
1: It is um, com.
3: Yeah, and you also have a Facebook page, and you can also find the information about the festival on laroadtrips.com.
0: Well, Jennifer, anything else we can say to make this year the most most bestest ever?
1: We just hope to see everyone come out and enjoy the fun.
0: All right. Well, Jennifer, thank you so much for your time this morning. We appreciate that.
3: All right,
1: thank you. Y'all have a good day.
0: Thank you.
3: You too. You know, I have a friend that always tells me most people dress to impress she said, when you come to Louisiana, you dress dressed to sweat. So, you know, you do that. You go to the Watermelon Festival. Oh, yeah. It's going to no, be great. You're going to uh, have a great time.
0: You, no, I mean, it's right. <laughs> you look at July, you're in the state, and you say, oh, I know exactly what's going on and where you are. And I say this, and I mean it literally. We're seasoned professionals mm-hmm. when it comes to handling the heat and humidity. I'm not saying I'm not affected by it, but, right. I mean, come on. If you, if you don't like it, you know where you can go. And that's so right. that's why people choose to stay. Um what else could we possibly say here, Mona? What else is coming up on uh, in the, on the docket? And we're open to any ideas. If anybody wants us to go somewhere, you want us to tell us to take a hike? Go ahead, man. We'll take we a hike. We'll do it. We'll take we a hike. We'll hit it. the road and uh, laroadtrips.com, dot com. Trips dot com. This is Louisiana Road Trips Radio, brought to you by Louisiana Road Trips Magazine on the Peach ninety nine point three. Uh, other things,
3: but I did want to mention in this issue, the July August issue, we have a little intro into the voice and vision of rick godley so that's pretty sweet Thank i like you. that 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 was a great article i mean that was fun that was fun to pull together we have uh summer recipes of course but this is the time of the year when you really want to like take a swamp tour you know do something a little i hate to say passive but you know where you're not so active because it is warm right and woo you know there's right. so many things to do right And there's so many air conditioned places to go to you know like Cyport and Treeport. Mm-hmm. you know the master museum there's so many great places to go to
0: Indeed, and all you need to do is go online LARoadTrips.com, dot com for more information and any ideas, listener feedback, reader feedback is there, and you you post those in your magazine as we well. Do, and, in the back and, section, and uh, you know it's it's just really neat. And uh, appreciate everybody for the kind words, and if they're not kind, tell us anyway, because that's how else we're going to learn and grow. But uh, you don't get an unkind word, do you? What what is that song? Where never nara- truly don't never. Nara- n- narrow we heard a, a discouraging word
3: there you go but you know when you only when you only publish and promote good news right that's what we're that's what we do
0: and that that's definitely uh i mean louisiana leads the nation in a lot of dubious categories some probably are real a lot probably don't even need i mean you know what i'm saying but yeah. take the high road here and uh, celebrate all yeah. the good things and that's uh that's what we're doing
3: Let's find a great watermelon
0: song. Oh yeah, I've got. It. Oh, you, well, you chose it. Yeah, of course it's <laughs> it's the watermelon crawl. It's Tracy Bird here on Louisiana Road Trips Radio, brought to you by Louisiana Road Trips Magazine on the Peach ninety nine point three.